Independent show, or any way you want to slant it, uh, a massive production by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. Uh, you know, Ring of Honor involved, and just just the whole cast of talented folks. Uh, hey, welcome. I'm Taz. This is the Taz Show, and I appreciate you guys downloading this episode. So you're doing that either on uh, Apple Podcasts, so thank you, or Radio.com, or on the Radio.com app, or wherever you get your pods. Um, you're pulling the show in, so I appreciate you doing that. For sure, as you guys know. So, yeah, uh, massive, right? Massive, massive deal uh, in Chicago, September 1st, 2018, this past Saturday. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, I don't know. So um, it happened uh, right there in Chicago, uh, which is always um, uh, arguably here in the United States, um, the best one of, one of the top for me anyway, top, I don't know, it's up there, top three or four cities to work a wrestling event in, I, I you know. I put it right up there. I mean, there's so many great fans all over the country and world, but as far as the, the crowd, like it's like that New York Philly type of feel, uh, Chicago's right in that realm with, with re- how they pull in wrestling, especially this type of a wrestling event. All right. Well, what does that mean? Well, this, this is not, this was not, and is not, and wasn't, you know, a push to be like something maybe a lot of folks are used to in regards to WWE. This um this is not what this this was not what this was. <laughs> and and by design. So this felt different. It should feel different. Um what didn't feel different was big production, big building, big audience. Uh it it that all felt big big. You know, it it, it worked. It worked and it it was really good. Um the building looked great. The building looked great, and you saw it on the WGN uh, free zero hour. Zero hour, it was called. Yes, the the six p.m. to seven p.m. Eastern uh, freebie city deal they did um, with a couple of matches. One being the battle royal, see who the winner goes and faces uh, the uh, the the champ. You know, ring him on a champ. So that that was all cool. But I'm just saying, you could tell right there on the the WGN uh, zero hour um, all in deal that how the production, how cool it was in the building, how it looked, the lighting, um, just everything. Um, everything was was big league, and it, that's how it felt. And, you know, obviously Ring of Honor was involved from afar with this, along with the Bucks and Cody, so I'm not surprised. Ring of Honor knows what they're doing. They're, they're a legitimate organization for a long time, so they know how to put on a big fucking event. So, um, uh for that matter, so there was assistance there. I would assume I'm not. I wasn't there. I, I, you know, I know a lot of people that worked the show and people that were backstage and all that jazz. Um, I know privately, I sent, uh, you know, uh, Cody a message and you know, uh, telling him, hey, best of luck and all that stuff, and a congratulatory one because I respect Cody Rhodes. Uh, um, 
you know, and and always always loved his dad, the the, the legendary Dusty Rhodes, and his brother Dustin. They were all the whole all those guys are always awesome to me in my you know um, working with them through the years, working behind the scenes with them or what have you, just being in the same company or locker room. Always, uh, always the Rhodes family has always uh, been really cool to me. So um, nothing but respect, obviously, for for all those cats. But um, it was it was a it was a great show. I I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, I thought it was great. Um, I mean, you saw a lot of different stuff here that, like I said, you're not going to see. Like, for example, you know, blood. You know, if we're not just, you know, Cody, you know, Cody worked for the NWA title and was victorious in beating Nick Aldis, who was Magnus, uh, who I'll get into him in a second. But you, you saw blood, right? You saw color, you know, where, you know, uh, Cody you know you had the blonde hair so that helps right <laughs> that helps with the color but where you know on a pay-per-view to this magnitude you know and i'm sure they did a great number you get blood you know and so had that old school feel in regards to that for sure um the matches had a lot of time uh, it was a long show um and it, it didn't feel long because i you know i know i enjoyed it um you know and and the, one of the key things here like you know is you know, a lot of fans are just going crazy in happiness about how this event was and how much they loved it and how much more they want. And Cody and the Bucks at the end of the event, they teased where, you know, there could be an all-in two and the way they worded it, like, you know, basically like kind of, um, I don't remember the exact ver- verbiage, but, and you can catch it online, there's a lot of stuff about it, but there definitely was a teaser put out there, which is smart and that's cool. Um, and you had a lot of surprises on the show. And we'll get into that with Chris Jericho and all that, which I thought was real cool. But I'll get into that in a sec. But, but the thing is, like, there's there's no like major storylines, which is not good, but it's great. There's not much to think about. You're watching, you know, just good talent go out there and bust their ass and work hard, and the audience dialed in. There's really they're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. They did a lot of zany, funny, goofy stuff too. You know, which is great. I mean, that's funny. That's entertainment. It's fucking good, man. And what are the big positives and pluses that Cody and company have here and have with anything they want to do with all in going forward or with this event last night? Because I'm as I record this the day after. Um, you know, it's the advantages, uh, uh, you know, lack of uh, oversaturation. So what does that mean? Well, a lot of this talent. You know, a lot of the talent we saw, we don't see on a regular basis. You don't as much as you would see WWE that, that you know, where they're doing, uh, you know, five, six hours a week of, of programming on major worldwide TV. Um, and they so WWE has to have long range stories. They have to. Um, they have to be consistent. They have to, as best they can, make the lines each week, meet the next line and the line for that and the line after that. So the stories all have the connectivity. With this, with all in, you don't have to do that. You don't. This is this is just like let's just throw uh, a big dynamite out there to the wrestling fans and let's watch it explode. And how awesome it is to watch it explode. And I think I'm not knocking it. I think that's fucking great. I think it's awesome. I mean, so the lack of the by not being oversaturated or oversaturated, it's like there's more of a need, right? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. So when you see certain talent that you haven't seen in a long time, or maybe you don't normally watch uh, Ring of Honor or, you know, uh, whatever, New Japan stuff or whatever, and you're not used to seeing some of these 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 people work and, you know, apply their craft and wrestle, you know, that that's, that's, a, uh, that's cool. 
And then when you get to see it, it's like, oh, shit, I remember him. Oh, wow. Look at that. Oh, wow. I don't normally watch uh, Impact. Oh, Madison Rain. I remember her. Wow. It's great to see her work. You know, like, so, so, like, that kind of thing's cool. And I, I, as long as you can hopefully keep that where it's sprinkled, I guess that's a good way to put it, where you're sprinkling all in the event on the wrestling community. You know, every every once in a while, not not every week, not every. I'm and and that's 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 probably what's going to happen. I really don't know. I mean, I hope for them they get a full blown TV deal and it's a spinoff of Ring of Honor and it's they could do this or they, maybe they don't want a full TV deal. Maybe some of these cats end up going back to WWE. That could happen. You know that. Believe me, that could happen. <laughs> We've talked about that before here, and I've spit that out at you guys uh, on this on on the podcast on the Tash Show. Um. But it's it's really it's going to be let's just say hypothetically all in right and Cody and the Bucks you know uh, Matt and Nick ja- Jackson let's say they can get a TV deal if they wanted one or they get a monthly pay per view deal hypothetically and they don't go to WWE as far as workers and they they they're in 2019 they're not in WWE you know and um they're doing a monthly all in pay per view well. I think they would do good numbers, and I do think people would fucking dig it. Just not as not. A, it's tough to get people dig it every month. Maybe, you know, because it's tough to keep it special. The more you do something, the less special it feels. And that's not me being negative. I'm just being realistic, and I'm giving my honest opinion. Um, uh, la 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 la. Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, who I think is awesome. You know, he he's working against Pentagon Junior, who's awesome. So you get Omega and Penta. You know, it's like. You know, the best out of Japan versus, you know, the best out of Mexico, uh, just just for shits and giggles. I'm not saying either are the best, but they're up there as far as their fucking ability. And the match they had was insane on All In. <laughs> Insanely awesome. Omega and Pentagon Jr. was fucking sick. Um, so if you didn't see it, watch it. Uh, some sick high spots, dude. Yo, those package pile driver fucking gimmicks on the hardest part of the ring or anywhere in the ring. Uh-uh. I ain't doing that shit. You, you ain't grabbing my arms, my ass, my head, my foot, my fucking ankle, and my head is just going to fucking be driven to the ground by you. Uh-uh. Kenny, I love you. Not happening, brother. Penta, don't know you. Not happening either. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> these guys are more men than me. I wouldn't do that shit. But, uh, but anyway, the match was great. I'm, I'm fucking around. But these two guys had a great match. So my point is. As it was special. It felt really good to see these two guys from like like worlds collide, kind of. You know, um, it, it really did. It, it felt it felt awesome, and that that's what I mean about that 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 special feel. And even with the Young Bucks, right in the last match with Obushi and Young Bucks uh, working with uh, Mysterio and uh, uh, Phoenix and Bandit Bambito, it's really fucking cool to see that Mysterio looked great. He was fucking great to watch. I mean, he's the man. You know, it's like. Shit was great, and then and then uh, just that 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 uh, that special feel is something that's tough to do. The more you do the show, that's where everybody who's ripping WWE, let's pump the fucking brakes for a second, and let's give the WWE a little bit of credit here. And the credit I'm going to give them is that they are doing tons and tons and tons of hours per year per year per quarter per month per fucking week okay they're doing tons of programming 
What does that mean, Taz? I'll tell you what that means. Okay, that means that you are challenged immensely from a creative standpoint to pump out content to keep it riveting and different than it was the day before or the week before. That's not easy. I drop three podcasts a week. Some cats, a lot of cats, drop one a week. I can assure you, one a week is a lot harder than three a week. I promise. So the more you do, the tougher it is from a creative standpoint to stay different, unique, and all that stuff. Now, there are some pluses to doing more content where that's when you're pulling more money in. So you're running as many shows as WWE and stuff like that. And the TV contracts and all the years and years and years. Look, it's cool. I mean, and and I don't think All In is looking to with Ring of Honor. I don't think they're looking to compete with that. What I think they're doing is exactly what we did many years ago with ECW. What Paul Heyman's goal was to give people an alternative. And I do think that's the smart thing that, you know, we've seen Ring of Honor do that. We've seen TNA do that. You know, different, a different, some different tweaks and styles on it where we're not entertainment, we are wrestling. And it's true. The Ring of Honor, remember for the whole time they're doing the handshake gimmick beforehand, there's honor. I, you know, I think all that shit's cool. It's innovative, it's different. And it gives people an alternative for the mainstream fan, which is so used to Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and all this shit. You know, uh, so that's what I think is really cool with All In. I do. And I think that less is more. The less of these shows they do is best, where it's just a special thing. Um, again, I can't speak on the finances or what they're looking to do as far as pull money in, if they're looking to do any more of these, how often that's none of my business. I'm just a guy from the industry who worked in every avenue of the business giving an opinion. That's all I am. I just, you know, and I, I think you guys know my style. I'm really wishing nothing but the best for these these guys and girls. So, um, I respect it, and I, I'm a fan of wrestling. So I, I believe in that. Support independent wrestling. Support WWE. Support TNA. Support, you know, wrestling in Japan, in the UK, in Mexico. Fucking support wrestling, you know. You guys hear me? I'm on a national platform in the United States here every day. Fucking doing a national sports radio show. And I'm, I defend the business. I talk the business. I talk wrestling. And anybody behind the scenes on that radio show at that radio station, um, if they ever, if anybody ever talks uh, negatively towards the wrestling industry i fucking go at them and that's no bullshit like this is not on a radio this is not like on tv or a fucking video without naming names there's a couple of cats that work there at that station which is the number one station in the country um for sports coverage um and there's a couple of guys that you know went like on social media and they you know take a shot here and there at wrestling and the tone is set that I don't fuck with the business and disrespect it in that building when I'm around because I'm not going to let it happen. So, and I, and my point in saying I'm not trying to fucking put myself over as a fucking badass, what I'm saying is I, I, I respect the industry. So I want All In to succeed immensely. I do. And I thought it was an amazing moment, uh, which I thought should have been last, but I know why it wasn't last. I have a feeling why it wasn't last. You know where the NWA title at that was def- was defended by Nick Aldis uh, against Cody, and Cody defeated him in a really really good match. And I don't f- I didn't forget by the way to get into the whole Chris Jericho thing. I'll get into that. But um, about uh, Omega and Penta, uh, not to be all over the place. I just wanted to. I'm saying it out loud so I remember. <laughs> Otherwise, I, you know me. I don't do the notes gimmick. Um, the look the whole like NWA deal and and, and with Nick Aldis and. I, you know, 
I'm a huge fan of of Magnus. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to call him Magnus because I know him when I worked with him at TNA. I know him as Magnus. Um, so or Nick, I just fuck it. He's Nick, right? So, uh, but I used to call him Magnus because that's what was his gimmick there. <clears throat> I um, I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, the way he talks, the way he looks, the way he works, the physique on the guy, how big the motherfucker is. He's a huge dude. I, you know, I don't know how much you guys realize how big of a cat this guy is. He's not a little guy. Like it's obvious how muscular he is, but he's a big son bitch. Like big big raw bone guy athletic as fuck intelligent as shit um well spoken i'm a huge fan of him professionally and personally i know him and i consider him a friend i haven't talked to him in quite some time but i do consider nick a friend i'm so happy for him i mean i'm so happy i know he lost last night to cody but i really am happy for him and and i'm actually i'm really happy for the nwa you know um i i don't i haven't really ever i don't think talked on my podcast about the nwa you know, they're not in regards to mainstream, like maybe one day soon it will be. And I do think this fucking event last night and I do think with Cody winning the NWA title, I do think it helps and it's not good. It's great for the NWA. It's great for Cody. Obviously, his dad and the legacy here with the NWA championship and the NWA promotion. It's a fucking great story. And it was a great moment with Cody, you know, beating Nick. Um, but as far as Nick, I mean, he is just underratedly awesome talent. I've always felt that about him and a fucking good guy. Um, so I, I you know, I, I, and, it, and I remember seeing something uh, that Nick tweeted uh, today, early Sunday, this was, and he tweeted something. Not, I'm not looking at it, but something along the lines of, hey, you know, a, a picture of the building, which was fucking packed with the lights hitting the, the ring and shit. And it said something like, hey, Cody, you know, we're, we're just getting started or something like that. So. Um, I might be uh, off on the, the verbiage on the tweet, but it was something along those lines. I, I you know, I think that's, I do think that's cool. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I think the whole thing with the NWA and with Cody having a title now, it could help, and maybe more casual fans will know what the NWA is. There are, I hate to be like that, but there are there are a, a plethora of casual wrestling fans and WWE fans that don't even know what the NWA is. Now, there are a, a plethora and tons and tons and tons of fans that respect the legacy and know the history and the great history of the NWA and the great champions like Harley Race and Luthez and Briscoe. It's just, just, you know, it's a who's who, you know. Um, but I bet you if you asked, um, if you did a fucking exit poll, okay, you did a poll to, and you took the mobile device away and a laptop and did it in person to, I don't know, let's say at WrestleMania, at WWE's WrestleMania, as fans are walking into the arena, um, whatever, let's say there's fucking 70,000 people. <sighs> I bet, now this is just me spitballing a number. If you, as people are giving their tickets or whatever, scanning their phones to walk into the fucking stadium for the WrestleMania, and you said to every person, you had people do an exit poll, hey, um, I'll try to give you pose the question right way for you because I know what I want to say. I don't want to say the question wrong way. I should this I should have wrote down the question. Um, yeah, uh, uh, something like this, like um, I, I don't get this is just going to give the answer away to a fan and exit poll. But was AJ Styles ever the NWA champion? I bet if you took people's phones and they were coming through that toll, the, the eggs, uh, they're coming to the stadium. 
probably at least 75% of those 70,000 people would think no. And then they would say, what's the NWA? My point is, like AJ Styles is arguably, uh, well, let's just say in WWE, might be the best pure athletic talent wrestler, whatever you want to call it, in the company. He's definitely in that top, top tier of two or three guys. And most of the folks, the casual WWE fan, or just the WWE fan, they have no clue. Not only what the NWA is, but that this guy was an NWA champ. And, you know, my point in saying that is, and what happened with All In, this is not good. It's great. It's great that Cody now has the NWA title. And it was great when Nick had it. And 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 uh, Billy Corrigan and 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 Dave Lagana and everybody in, who's involved with the NWA and and did a great job. Like when Tim Storm was the NWA champ for I don't know, he was like over four hundred days, I believe it was. He was the NWA champ, and I I know it's Tim. I don't know Tim if I I don't know if we ever met. We're around the same age, and because he's not a young kid, I, most fans don't even know who Tim Storm was, unfortunately. And he's very good, and he he had that NWA title, and and NWA tried to promote him and push him on their social platforms, on their YouTube channel, which is awesome, by the way, and all this shit. And that's not a knock on anybody. I'm just saying, like, the NWA needs that injection. And I think the NWA as a, a brand and that NWA championship, the 10 pounds of gold, it's not good for fucking pro wrestling and sports entertainment. It's great. Now, some real purists might say, oh, Taz, wait a minute. You know better than that. You cannot say the NWA championship or the NWA brand and use the word sports entertainment. No, I can. I can because it's the truth. Okay. So even when all those, in my opinion, all those greats were wrestling for the NWA title or for the NWA organization, which I was a fan of and I respect, obviously. It's still sports entertainment at the end of the day. Now, maybe my thoughts of sports entertainment and description is different than Vince McMahon's uh, as far. But I do think it's entertainment in a sporting realm because it's it's not pure uh, sport. There is entertainment involved. And like I've always said, a professional wrestler is a hybrid in no particular order of an actor, an athlete and a stuntman. Okay, which brings me into the world of entertainment, which brings me into the world of sport in any particular order. So that's why I'm saying I do think, no matter any way you want to fucking spin it, the NWA brand and the NWA title, the world championship, the 10 pounds of gold, is not good for the business. It's great for the business. So, and I do think that um, Nick Aldis was not good for the championship. He was great for the championship. I do. I do because he had a lot more awareness about him than Tim Storm Storm did as a as a pro wrestler, and that's no disrespect towards Mr. Storm. I don't mean it like that. I don't know you, and I so I'm just saying I'm just being honest. I don't want to disrespect any of the boys or girls in the business, but I just got a call like I, I feel. Um, it was uh, you know whoever made that final booking decision to put the title. On Cody at All In, which I'm assuming it was Billy Corrigan because it's, it's NWS's deal. It wasn't a good move. It was a, it was a smart move, and and I, I have no problem. Me creatively, I'd go back and forth. I'd put it back on Nick eventually, and then and then get it back on. Co- I mean, if Cody's going to stick around, who knows? If unless he's in with maybe he goes off to WWE land, who knows? Right? Um, you know, you never know what, what happens with, with guys, and it, it is a business, and guys are just trying to 
you know, guys are just 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 trying to make make as much money as they can and have fun in the process. So uh, if Cody or, or the Bucks or Kenny Omega or anybody ends up leaving and in 2019 they're part of NXT or WWE, um, I'm telling you, that's just the way business goes sometimes. And, and that could happen. I'm not saying I want to see it happen. I think what they did on All In on September 1st, 2018, was fucking awesome. Um, and a lot of um, a lot of what we saw on the show was very exciting. Look, the Battle Royal was awesome. The Battle Royal was fun. There was a lot of nostalgic acts in it. And then uh, it, it was a, a, um, a really cool uh, twister gimmick uh, finish they gave you at the end end where you thought Bully Ray won the, won the Battle Royal. And it was a swerve rooney because Flip Gordon was under a lucha mask, and then he took the mask off. He eliminated or he first he eliminated Bully, and then took the mask off. And then he was the one who goes on um, to uh, uh, to face uh, what do you call it, uh, Jay Lethal for the uh, Ring of Honor Championship, which I thought was awesome. I mean, so the booking was excellent. It was simplistic, which you guys know I am a fan of. Keep it fucking simple. And that's what they did here. There was no overthinking, none of that. But they again, not to beat it down, they all in have an advantage to keep it simple because they don't have to have a story arc. It's they don't. Again, it's that stick of dynamite, and let's just watch it blow up. You know, let's throw it and let's watch. Wow, look how cool that is. That's it. You know, and maybe stick of dynamite's a bad analogy, but it's just like let's just put on one blockbuster show and we'll pump it on social media. And, you know, uh, from all the different talent that we're putting out there and we'll tweet it out, put it on IG and put a graphic together with their name on it, you know, whatever, Hangman Page, all in, boom. And then a couple days later, you know, uh, Madison Rain, boom, she's all in. All right, well, uh, Tessa Blanchard, she's all in, boom, put another graphic out in a few days. Let's keep doing this. Let's put out, all right, Kenny Omega, bam, he's all in. You know, it's good shit. It's smart. It's smart. You know, Okada, bam, he's all in. Marty Scrolls all in. By the way, that match, holy shit. <laughs> that Marty Scroll Okada match was fucking great. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, this is this show, you're going to love this show. It was really, really good. Um, it was so much about it that was really good. Um, and, and like I said, the booking and everything, uh, I... I <sighs> Do I want to see more of this? Absolutely. Do I think it's not good but great? Absolutely. But like I said, just too much could hurt things. Could hurt things. The no major storylines thing really helps. Trust me. It really, really, really helps. So it's, um, you know, it, it, it's good stuff. And uh, speaking of good stuff was Chris Jericho. He appeared. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into talking about my old friend Lionheart Chris Jericho. I don't think anybody calls him Lionheart anymore, but you guys, uh, you guys know him as Lionheart. Lionheart, you know what I'm talking about. All right, guys. Uh, listen, Taz Show supported by my good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, and they are introducing their all new Rate Shield approval. If you're in the market to buy a home, Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. How cool is that? To get started, simply go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access uh, number.org number 3030. There you go. You got that. 
All right, guys, look, on the other side of break, I'll get to talking about the whole Chris Jericho pop-up and what happened, what I thought about that and whatnot. Taz Show, sit tight, talking all in. Be right back. guys we are back here on the taz show uh hey guys if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran please call the veterans crisis line confidential support is available 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year for veterans and their families simply dial 800-273-8255 press the number one or use the online chat function at veteranscrisisline.net or you can text guys 838 838- the Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. Uh, guys, please visit veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. 800-273-8255. Press the number one or online chat function veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. Okay, guys, so we're talking about All In, massive event that was in Chicago this past weekend. And, um, you know, there was a lot of surprises and fun stuff that happened that we saw and, and, and stuff. Very, very cool event and a lot of craziness, like Cody Rhodes' dog, who's over like Rover. Um, I don't know the dog's name, but it should be Rover because the dog is over. Uh, but I digress. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Jericho, right? I mean, gee whiz, Jericho shocked everybody um, by showing up and completely dismantling and attacking Kenny Omega. And this was after Kenny Omega had an, a, a sick match with Pentagon Jr. And so Chris, uh, you know, he can't, he was basically popped up and he was dressed as Pentagon Jr., which was cool. A lot of folks didn't know who it was. Hits the code breaker gimmick, rips the deal off. And then you see it's him. It was very cool. Uh, I, I love that. I've always loved any kind of attack where someone's under a hood or you don't know who it is or they're disguised in something or whatever. I, I'm a big moth. I think a lot of fans are. And then you see the reveal and it's like, oh, shit. All right. All right. That was badass. You know, it was cool. And um, and I liked it. I thought it was real good. I, I, I And then um, what do you call it? Uh, Chris said something like uh, to Omega while he was down selling. See on the cruise on the Chris Jericho gimmick boat ride. So I think they got a match going on there. Six man stuff with the Bucks. And uh, uh, I don't even know who's in the match with Jordan Blank Bucks. Uh, Mysterio. I think was Mysterio in it. I think he is. Uh, but anyway, it was it was good. It was the whole thing. The attack was good. Seeing Jericho there, I thought it was cool. It was fun to see. Um, you know, it's like you got a lot of interesting stuff there with Chris Jericho now because, you know, we really haven't seen him. Uh, I, I don't know his contractual status with WWE. I. I think now it might be safe to say, as far as in the United States, uh, I would strongly assume he's free and clear to do whatever the hell he wants because we saw him at All In. Um, unless he got full clearance to do that, I don't know. Maybe you guys know more than me. There might be stuff in the dirt sheets. I don't know. Not sure. Not quite sure. Uh, it's none of my business, but I do think it was cool uh, that Chris popped up there, and and then he went later on somewhere in that area of Chicago, or Illinois, wherever they were, 
his band Fozzy was uh, performing, and he was he went and performed. Fucking true pro, stud, respect that. Uh, double dipping, micromanaging city. I respect that by Chris. So cool shit. And um, and you know, you never know. You never know what happens. I mean, um, uh, Impact Wrestling's been. I think there's been. I haven't watched that much of him, but I know there's been some kind of light teases that maybe Jericho uh, ends up there and stuff like that um, because he's friends with some of the new cats in management and whatnot. So, uh, and just because he's Chris Jericho, so he's a very huge name, obviously. So he's an over guy, and for a guy at his age, he doesn't look it, he doesn't act it, and he doesn't work it. He's just, uh, he's the guy has got the fountain of youth, the fuck. I'm jealous of him. So, uh, <laughs> but no, I thought it was cool. I did, and um, it, it was fun to see for sure. So, who knows? Maybe uh, now, like I said, you never know. It could be a slim chance that maybe WWE said, "Hey, go do this if you want to do this." That's fine. He had to get permission. Maybe me. I, I don't know. I strongly don't think that's what happened, but uh, it could be. Um, so, um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, Hangman Page. I was I was putting him over before. Uh, he worked with Joey Janela. I, I really liked the match, and um, uh, you know, both both these kids real good. I mean, Hangman Page. I've talked about. He's he's a great worker. This guy's the man. I told you what I'd love to see if he ever ends up with WWE. Uh, him and some kind of a program. With Bobby Roode, I just think would be really, really cool. It's just something there. I think with these two guys, their chemistry, I think would be off the chain. Uh, but uh, Joey Janela, too, both real good. Him and Paige, real good match. Loved it for sure. And the Jay Lethal deal, he worked with Flip Gordon. And, you know, Jay Lethal doing the whole Macho Man deal. Jay is just always, as you guys know, awesomely entertaining. I mean, just and just a tremendous worker. I mean, um really uh just tremendous always so not you so you know when you got a guy like that on the card you know he's gonna knock it out of the park and 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 that's what i like what i thought too about about back to just talking again real fast here about magnus about nick aldis you know the former nwa champ it's you know it's amazing because i really believe if he wanted to if you know if it ever happened I'm sure there was opportunities, but if it ever happened and he, Nick, was in the WWE, the way he looks, the way he talks, the way he works, the way he's built, the way he carries himself backstage, because he's a pro. He's a pro's pro. You don't have to worry about this guy showing up, you know, messed up or, you know, partying. That's not this guy's style. This guy's a pro's pro. This guy could print money. (laughs) in wwe I, I you know but he might not i don't know i don't know his deal you know um uh, it, i don't know i mean it's none of my business but i just if they wanted to and if he wanted to and if business was right the guy could print money but he might be better in this realm in in this renegade realm and that's kind of what you felt for most of uh, the men and women on the card on All In. It felt like that renegade-esque. And maybe that's the ECW guy and me, I don't know. But I love that. I thought that was cool. It felt like they were against the movement and they were against the machine. And the audience was fucking great in Chicago. And it just, just, it felt like watching it at home, like, it's like, wow. It, it almost felt like an old school, big, big ECW event when we were doing pay-per-view and doing well and, like the biggest shows that we were doing in Asbury Park or fucking, you know, Dayton, Ohio or wherever fuck we were, you know. So doing like the bigger pay-per-views. That's kind of what it felt like, you know, or in Chicago. Um, it had that buzz amongst the audience, you know, and I, I just think that's just, 
it's something that WWE doesn't have, and and frankly, they can't. And they can't have. It's it's very difficult. Now, let me let me argue with myself for a minute. Because I could throw a flag on my last comment because NXT at times has that feel. NXT gets that little bit of a feel sometimes, the way that Triple H has that thing set up. It does have that little bit of a, in a good way, that renegade kind of feel with the audience, maybe not the talent because they're just falling in line. They have to. That's just the the, the rhetoric there. Um, but it definitely, NXT big events, as you guys know, feels different than Raw and SmackDown big events. So there's something there, and you know, once I guess Vin, Vin, uh, you know Vince steps aside and Triple H and Stephanie kind of encompass everything in full power, um, you know, you you maybe could see more of that feel and more of a progressive style of pro wrestling in that sports entertainment realm, realm, you know, because Triple H at the end of the day is a wrestler's wrestler. I could tell you, I told you guys how he, he broke into business like I did. Same style guy, same part of the country. He broke in up with Kowalski up in up in Massachusetts, and you know, and that you know, I know I know where he worked and how he came up. You know, he knows that. I know he's a businessman. I know he's a corporate guy. I get it and I respect that. But at the end of the day, he's a wrestler. <laughs> he knows that in his heart of hearts, he's a wrestler. Um, this all in. Some people are like well. Maybe this gives WWE a kick in the ass. Maybe WWE says, "Oh, we got to go." I don't. I don't think that's the case. I don't think WWE sweating anybody. Nevertheless, uh, you know something that is done. Maybe that's done once in a while. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think maybe they look at it like, oh wow, okay, oh I, I see what's going on. That's cool. Um, you can't explain like WWE until you're there. Like when you work there and like how it is. Like how it's just this massive production, motion picture feel. Every fucking week, twice a week, <laughs> year round. So it's not, you know, it, 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 it's the the money and power that's involved with that on a fucking day in and day basis is just, it's just good luck competing with it. And I'm not saying Olin's trying to compete with it. I'm just telling you guys as fans that it's a different level. It's a different world from a business perspective. Now, we saw a couple of WWE talents uh, on social media. I think I saw something Daniel Bryan tweeted, not looking at it right now, but tweeted something towards Cody Rhodes and, and the Bucks saying, hey, this is awesome. You guys are doing it. It's inspirational. Good luck or something like that. He was putting them over, which he's a WWE contracted guy, Daniel Bryan, getting pushed. He's always been pushed there, and it's all cool. And that's cool. That's cool he did that. I mean, that. you see, the thing is, when you're in WWE and you see something like All In goes down in Chicago, or some other cool fucking events, or Ring of Honor does something cool with fucking New Japan, like a big event. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I don't want to stereotype every guy and girl on the WWE roster under contract, but there's a lot of them that envy that. I know it sounds crazy, and I'm not knocking anyone. I'm just fucking spitting truth. There's envy in a good way, not mean envy, good envy. Like, damn, I'd love to have that creativity. I'd love to be able to go and... And cut a fucking promo and speak from the heart like like it's supposed to be. And like the men and women before me did. I'd love to be able to go in the ring and not not be fucking micromanaged. Because that's what the writers of front office needs at that moment. Because the TV truck needs a certain amount of minutes here. Or this needs to be done there. Or that needs to be done here. Look, there is some kind of a little bit of envy by some of the folks that maybe are in WWE for quite some time. And look at what cody and company 
have done here as in, inspirational and how you know it's like i would love to be able to go in there and fucking work uh and do spots that kenny omega's doing i know i can do it well but i'm i'll get heat with the office if i do it meaning someone in the company you know that you know i'm just saying like that you have freedom when you when you're outside of that big giant wheel known as wwe that big machine known as wwe you have more freedom as and to apply your craft and be creative in your promo work and in your physicality you have freedom and that is guys a huge thing for any artist and i'll call wrestlers artist okay athlete artist whatever that's freedom that freedom is fucking important i'm speaking from a broadcaster's perspective i left wwe and then left tna and I had freedom to go on the mic and speak. And I still do. And I'm blessed. And that is just so important to an artist to have creativity and freedom. That's something that, unfortunately, a lot of the men and women, the super talented roster they have, uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, the kids coming up in the fucking you know, performance gimmick, they're all talented. They wouldn't be at that level if they weren't as talented as they are. They're super talented. And some of them, those men and women, have been elsewhere and have had that freedom. And they understand what I'm saying. Some might be listening to me right now doing this. But you have security. I talked about this the other day when someone had a question. Well, what's the benefit? Then if you're not, why would you want to be fucking handcuffed in your career? Leave there and go work somewhere else. Do what Cody's doing. It's not that easy. <laughs> it's not that easy. Do it, Kenny Omega's do. Go do it. Yeah, it's not that easy. Takes time to to get there. You got to have some connections. You gotta you gotta click with that with that with the independent audience, the fans that are going there that they're not into WWE, and you got to kind of break that mold. It takes time, and I'm not saying most men and women can't do it, but it's hard. We've seen a lot of different wrestlers leave, you know, and not look look at Neville, right? So we just heard that Neville WWE and him, no, they parted ways no more, right? Neville. This guy's a fucking animal. This guy's a stud in the ring. Stud. This is a guy that's going to make some noise. This guy is booked already or going to be booked. I heard he's booked somewhere, but I don't know if he's got a non. I'm sure he's got some sort of a non-compete for TV where he can't be on TV appearances. But um, this guy's, you know, going to be booked all the time. This guy's going to be a busy son bitch. And he's going to do well outside of the WWE world. Um, and whenever he can appear on someone's TV or streaming or whatever, like I said, I'm sure he has some kind of a, a deal, a, a non-compete that's keeping him out of that. Um, this guy's going to, you know, be do really, really, really well. Um, it, it's okay. It, it's just to compare, for example, a guy like Neville is so talented, and he'll have five star matches, which is about anybody he works with anywhere in the world. Once he's working which will be sooner rather than later outside of WWE because they're done. Yo, Cody Rhodes is an excellent talent, excellent in the ring. His physicality in the ring, he's phenomenal. His timing is a true pro's pro, right? He's got, no one's going to fucking throw a flag. Guy's the NWA champ. He's got the credibility. He deserves it. It's fucking awesome. Um, love him. But Cody had a business-structured model, a business-structured plan. If you guys remember, because I remember, because I remember when I was my show was daily and I talked about it. He, Cody, he on social media would put out there like a checklist of what he had to do, what he wanted to do, what his goals, where he wanted to work, who he wanted to work with. You guys remember that? I remember it. 
and he got everybody's attention on social media. That's a smart motherfucker, okay? <laughs> That's a smart cat right there, okay? That is a very creative, very innovative thing to do via social media, and he did that, and that was just the beginning. So I'm not saying Neville won't do that. I picture Neville. I don't know Neville. I know Cody. I picture Neville being more of that that workhorse, that athlete, that guy who wants to just go out and just have five-star matches, and which is awesome, and he's going to make a lot of money outside of WWE doing that. I'm I'm just saying Cody cerebral. Cody had a mission. Cody had uh, he motivation and inspired to to make a lot of noise outside of WWE and as I as you guys know I call it make it out here. Cody wanted to do that and he did. Um you know. So uh, congratulations to all the men and women uh in production uh creatively uh the NWA, Ring of Honor, uh, everybody was involved with this thing. Obviously, uh, the Bucks, Cody, uh, uh, all their their creativity and what they've done. Um, it was awesome. I I enjoyed it. I, I I really did. And I and I'm looking forward to the next one whenever you guys do it. I think it was awesome. I really do. And I and I'm so happy for them that it was full. And I hope that um, there's another one coming soon. So, but don't hate on WWE that much. Trust me, they're putting a lot of programming out there, and that's not fucking easy to do. It's not. Trust me. People think, well, they got that platform. They got an, uh, they got to give a lot of content. It's a lot harder than you think. So, congrats, everybody, all in. Fucking great job. Awesome. And thank you, everybody, who downloaded and listened to me in this episode. I'll talk to you guys during the week. I'm Taz, and not out my circle is getting smaller all these people acting fake man and to be honest i don't even have a top 10 me against the world i've been doing what i really love haters been hiding behind the screen man they movie cuts and when i'm back at home it never feels the same cause we've been doing our own thing trying to stay up i want to go back to days with no grades we ordered the kids meal play ball that's all day now i'm stuck Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. To so go and pour another drink just to get away.